Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm sharing my first year of motherhood struggles. Sapphire training helps the on-the-go woman feel more energetic, find her inner peace, and become more powerful by creating a fitness lifestyle she loves. All right, so this is probably going to be um, one of the most difficult and vulnerable podcasts that I've personally ever done. Um, and I want to talk about this as I wish more women would speak about this and postpartum issues in general. So I know I've waited a year before sharing my story as it's taken me this long to really feel like myself again. So I also, I didn't want judgment from other moms, you know, especially as I personally felt like I was failing as a mom the second my son was born. So I want to kind of start sharing my story from the beginning and share my journey in hopes that I can inspire one new mom to ask for help or give themselves a break. So I'm going to start actually from where basically the day my son was born. So um, that day, my water slightly broke. So I woke up that Sunday morning, called the hospital that I was supposed to deliver at. They were actually full. So I got sent to a neighboring hospital. Um, I had never visited this hospital, never seen it. But surprisingly, I was quite calm about the switch and just went with the flow. You know, my husband was a little bit more panicked about it than I was. So we went to that hospital and then they test you to make sure that your water broke and it had. And so then I stayed there. So thankfully, when the nurse had asked me, um, you know, do I want a natural birth? Do I want an epidural? What was my plan? You know, and I basically had no real set plan in my head. In my head. I had just said I would like natural um, if possible. So she said, perfect. I'm the great. I'm the perfect nurse for you. I'm going to stay a little bit longer on my shift because she had actually worked at a birthing center. So she um, was amazing. She helped me definitely throughout half the labor. Then she had to leave as my labor was 22 hours long. So she did find a nurse, though, that came in and um, was just as great as she was that stayed with me for the rest of the time until my son was born. And so I had a I guess like a laughing gas, they call it, um, which is like what you get at the dentist, only not quite as strong. So that's all I had to kind of take the pain away. Um, I always just say it takes the edge off a little bit. It's nothing crazy. So it's not like you're not going to be able to feel anything. You felt everything. (laughs) Let me tell you that. So basically, after my son was born, um, they put him on my chest. So I was, of course, exhausted, um, as many new moms are. And I didn't feel that instant bond with him that many people talk about. So my husband and I were waiting to find out the sex of our baby until he actually arrived. And so I remember the doctor saying to him, tell her what the sex of the baby is. And frankly, at that time, I just, I didn't even care. I was just happy that the baby was healthy. I was still somewhat cohesive and somewhat processing what just happened. And um, I remember him telling me, oh, it's a boy. And I remember telling myself, oh, Andrea, everyone's looking at you. Make sure you smile, you know, be happy. And um, that was kind of our initial meeting, so to speak. So after that initial bonding time, you know, the nurses, they have you go to the bathroom. And I couldn't at first. And so they would have you try a few more times. Otherwise, you have to get a catheter um, if you're not able to. So as soon as she said that to me, I knew I, I didn't want a catheter. And so somehow my body kind of figured out what to do and... That's how I proceeded. Now, I tell you this because some of this plays a part in my postpartum journey. Um, So basically, my husband um, went home, let the dogs out, and we had my, the nurses took our son to the nursery for maybe an hour so I could try to sleep. That really didn't happen. I, that was 
trying to sleep right after having a baby. You need it, but it's very hard to. So my parents came, my best friend came, you know, my husband's parents came, brother-in-law, family, everyone came to, you know, see the new baby. And I hadn't even changed out of my gown. Um, I was in a ton of pain. I was kind of like a deer in the headlights. Like, what am I supposed to do now? Kind of look and feel like this is my child. I don't know what I'm doing. So after people had arrived, I remember looking in the mirror and I had saw that I had popped a ton of blood vessels in my face. Like, holy moly, I looked like an alien. Um, you know, I asked my husband, I'm like, why didn't you tell me that I was this, like just red dots all over my face? And, you know, he said, I didn't think it was appropriate to say that after you had just given birth. So thankfully those started to go down, you know, within probably about 48 hours, they really all started to disappear. But that was kind of my oh man, I'm just completely out of it. I don't think I took that nightgown off until I went home and I put on my sweatpants to go home. So we only stayed one night, then we were at home. So I remember being in a ton of pain still, you know, but I do have a higher pain tolerance and just assumed pain is going to be normal after giving birth. So I floated through my days thinking, you know, thinking sleep deprived, breastfeeding, and still trying to figure out this crazy thing called motherhood. So my first outing happened about 10 days post-birth. I was going a little stir-crazy in the house as I don't usually, I'm not usually a homebody who just stays at home all day. So I decided I should go to Kohl's. I just wanted to purchase a few baby clothes items, especially that were boy-specific since we didn't know the gender going into it. I remember I parked somewhat close to the store and I remember thinking this was a bad idea. The walk into Kohl's seemed so long. I was so winded. My pelvic floor was killing me and Again, I was such in a haze. I was like, does this whole world not understand? My world just got turned upside down and everyone's going around like life is normal. That was just kind of the fog that I was in. So I remember I grabbed a cart when I was there, not because I planned on using it, but I needed it. I had to lean on something as I pushed it around the store. So I came home and I told my husband about that experience and I decided I better wait before I start doing extremely long walking at that point with our son. So that was kind of my first initial fitness throw into post-birth. Now, fast forward to the six weeks post-birth. I had gotten invited to Lori Harder's mastermind event with three other gals at her house um, out in California. So when I got the invite, I was still pregnant. I talked with my mom and some other women, and I said, do you think it's a good idea for me to leave my son? And they all said, yes, you know, it's, it'll be okay. So it was actually a really good break that I needed at that time. And again, it was six weeks post-birth. So I had made sure I had pumped enough and I had breast milk galore in the freezer. So he was fine with that. And um, I had to travel and pump while I was traveling, which was also a not the most amazing time if anyone's ever done that before, because you still have to get up in the middle of the night to pump, um, even if your child is not with you because you, you are in pain otherwise. So... That break was something I did need, um, but I had made sure that this group, we all were going to go to Soul Cycle class. At the last minute, I decided, you know, I probably should do yoga instead of Soul Cycle. So I went to a yoga class instead. Um, and thankfully I did, because I don't think I would have been able to sit on that bike <laughs> six weeks post birth. But at the yoga class, we were in Santa Monica, and it was a yoga bar class. This was my first, well, pretty much workout since um, I'd had my son. I was the biggest person in class. I felt extremely awkward in my body. And by the end of the class, when we uh, were told to hold pigeon pose, I just started 
bawling. You know, I felt so out of place with this class and in my life. It was just kind of a everything is just dumping out. You know, plus it wasn't usually my style of yoga and plus it had lifting a cardio combo. You know, he was yelling at us to get lower and do more, which just doesn't jive with my more hippie yoga preference. So at the end of class, I had kind of just had it and I had just... I didn't know what to think, what to do. You know, I'm at this amazing mastermind and um, I'm supposed to be thinking about my business and I am still wrapping my head around being a new mother and trying to process how in the world am I supposed to run a business and be a mom? This is, you know, this is hard. This is hard. And people don't tell you that, you know, and I had just, I have just recently recorded a podcast with, um, another personal trainer who had said the same thing. She, you know, and I acknowledged her for saying this on her show. And she was like, nobody warns you how hard it is. And, um, you know, they say, get ready for your life to change. And until it really does, you don't really know what that means. And all of a sudden it really changes. And you're like, wow, this is, it's a lot of adjustments. And I think what happened to me right away, I was still trying to do my same old routine. So I was still trying to Um, come back, train as many in-home clients, but I couldn't because we didn't have daycare and we still don't for my son. Um, We are lucky enough that my husband works primarily afternoons, evenings, and so we kind of flip-flop. So with that, I only have limited times where I can actually train people in home. And then I'm at home doing admin's time while he's napping or when I put him down for bed at night. So that's a huge adjustment. And I tried to keep plowing through and just do everything as normal. And I was really failing. I was failing at being present for him. Um, Literally those first few months, probably at least the first seven to eight months were just a blur. And not only like sleep deprived, it was just because I forced way too much. I didn't sit and enjoy the time I had with him um, when he was so little. Like I just wanted way too much, um, way too fast. So uh, I will talk about it at the end if we, my plans on if we want to or not have more children. But if I would do it again, I, I definitely think that I would be more present and slow down more because I don't, I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have. Um, and I don't want to feel bad about that because that's just going to do no one good, you know, berating myself. So it is what it is. It was a learning experience and I did learn from it. But the next thing I want to talk about, well, that's actually happened on the retreat as well was another difficult experience. We did a photo shoot with um, the amazing Randy Marie. She was awesome. Everyone was awesome. I just felt, I was so embarrassed of my body. I was still in a funky mood. Um, This was my first time meeting these women. I still had about 40 pounds to lose um, to get back to kind of my normal weight. Uh, I had just had a baby, I felt frumpy. Uh, all the women, again, they were just so great. And they did everything they could to make me feel comfortable and beautiful. It was just my own internal battle that I was silently having. You know, I thought, well, we're doing the shoot. I'm like, will I ever get my body back? I don't want to say back, but toned again more so. Because I don't want to, be- or I don't really believe that your body's ever going to be completely back to what it was. But I wanted to get that toned body. Um, and that may sound vain. But I know quite a few new moms feel that same way. You just kind of just don't feel like yourself. And the one thing that I really wanted to get down were my boobs. Um, I already have a large chest. And let me tell you, they were ginormous from breastfeeding. So that was just um, 
that was just an awkward thing. Just to not be, you know, you're in your body, but you're not in your body type of thing. So I was so self-conscious, you know. I did that shoot. I do have amazing photos that I actually still use from it. But during the shoot, um, you know, Lori had asked me if I missed my son. I looked at her and I was like, well, to be honest, no. You know, I needed that break. You know, and of course I missed him. But I did need this business retreat to start to feel like me again, I told her. You know, like, of course you missed your child. But it's not like an overly, oh my gosh, I should be at home. It was, I really needed this break to kind of connect these dots of who am I again. So later during the retreat, we were sitting in Lori's office and um, she had said she felt like she really didn't know me yet. I looked at her very perplexed and I was like, why would she say that? I thought, well, I feel like me. That's the state of mind that I was in. I just felt like I am myself. Um, I was definitely sleep deprived, still getting up in the middle of the night to pump, time zone shift, a little topsy-turvy. But then two months later, I finally felt the reason that she had said that. It was literally like I was in a dark fog for those first three months. I didn't know who I was. I didn't really laugh. I felt so frazzled. I didn't know what was going on with my life or business. I told my husband on the way to his father's birthday party, I finally am feeling like me again. Ironically enough, that same day in June, my father-in-law looked at me and told me the same thing. So the scary part for me those first three months when I look back, I didn't know that I wasn't quote unquote me. So that is what really kind of scares me is I didn't realize how out of it and how much of a fog that I was in because it takes a while for your hormones to kind of balance out. Now, once I felt like myself again, uh, I must say that that really wasn't until 10 to 11 months postpartum. Like it really just has been a process this past year of getting back to feeling like me, you know, but those first three months were something out of this world for me that I don't know. I mean, I really have, it's like a, you know, if you're watching a movie, it's like you're on the screen. I just, I just was feeling nothing no connection to that actor or actress. Like it was just, who is this person? And that was me living my life. So now going back a little bit more, because now I want to talk some other issues besides just the mental issues that were going on for me. Um, I had some, some big time physical issues that went undiagnosed. So around the two months postpartum, after I had gotten back from the retreat, I had been having issues having bowel movements. So Basically, around that eight-week mark, all of a sudden, for whatever reason, anytime I went number two, I would cry. I would dread having to go to the bathroom because it hurt that bad. So I would end up on the floor crying almost every time after I had a bowel movement. I would be laying there for five, ten minutes before I could do anything. So I ended up going to the doctor about three times over the course of the two months trying to figure out what was wrong. You know, every time she said she couldn't see anything but she'd figure I probably had a glute tear that went undetected during birth. Also, ironically, they couldn't find my birth records. I, again, I don't know. That is just, To me, that's very perplexing. So the hospital didn't transfer to the other one. Weird, I know. Um, I kind of looked at her. She felt embarrassed because I was like, how do you lose that? So she couldn't even tell me what degree tear I had. Um, she couldn't tell me like anything that went on because the record didn't transfer. 
So, and of course, I cannot remember. I'm pretty sure it was a two or three, but I can't recall. So I would have to, basically what I told her is like, I'm feeling like I need to stop doing lower body workouts. And my lower body workouts were squats at that time, maybe some lunges. So that's what I did, you know, and she had said, if that's what your body's telling you, you're pretty in tune with your body, you know, listen to that. So I did that. I stopped all lower body stuff. I, you know, I don't believe in running post-birth until after six months at least anyway. So that wasn't an issue. Um, no jumping or anything until after six months as well. So again, that wasn't an issue. But it was all just the light lower body stuff. So upper body workouts and walking was all I could do. So I'd gone now, what, a year and a half since I've really had an intense workout. I did not realize how much my workouts stabilize my hormones. Like that really is my happy place. Um, And I always knew before, if I go more than like three days without working out, I'm really crabby. Well, try doing it for like a year and a half off and on workouts. I was crabby, out of it, didn't know who I was, um, didn't feel like myself, just kind of, I wouldn't even, I wasn't even snappy. So typically, and if anyone knows anything about Ayurveda, I'm like a pitta, so we can be snappy, anger, quick to fire, quick tempered. I didn't have that. It was completely gone, which for me, that's not a good thing. You know, like I do expect a quick hit back. And um, instead, I, ha- I just felt nothing. So I um, thankfully, after I started kind of feeling like, OK, this glute tear, this is what's going on. I've kind of self-diagnosed myself and the doctor as well. Um, I started to rest. It did get better. It took until five months postpartum before it finally got better. And um, I just slowly started adding in workouts. Those workouts helped me so much um, to stabilize my mood. So after that happened, that's when I really started feeling like me again. So around that like six, seven months, I started kind of feeling a little bit more normal. One thing that I do remember doing, and I uh, just posted about this too um, on social media, I watched a lot of Diagnosis Murder and Murder, She Wrote basically all day long. Uh, I had no motivation for anything. So after I got back from this retreat, I'm hoping to do big things with my business. Yeah, I had no motivation just to do anything. Like I just wanted to sit on the couch and watch these and then train uh, my in-home clients. That's all the energy I really had for my day. Um, And I was, I breastfed about until six months and then um, my milk ran out because I was trying to do too much and um, train all the time and stopped pumping. That was my own fault again. But, well, not my own fault. I don't want to say it like that because I don't want people to feel bad about that because I actually read a post from Sarah Jenks that really kind of inspired me to be like, okay, do I need to continue doing this? Um, And I'm all for doing it as long as you can. But mentally at that point, I just, I had to start kind of weaning away with it because it was draining me so bad. Um, And that's why I think another reason that I started balancing those hormones are on for myself after I kind of stopped with the breastfeeding, which is again, when I started feeling more normal around that seven or eight month mark. But I'm all for doing it as long as you can. But again, just listening. Like when I read that post where she was like, I don't feel bad about this because I'm going to lose my mind otherwise. And unless you kind of have been through that or have been through some of those baby blues, like you don't really know what your body's capable of doing or what it needs. Like you might know internally. And so that was something that my body was calling me to do. So now coming around, wrapping up about the nine-month mark. So I started following a program that was weights, cardio, plus yoga on my off days. And that helped me regain me again. 
So along with those workouts, I started practicing Ayurveda habits. So that's when I really dove deep into my Ayurveda habits. So some of those were early lighter dinners, early to bed, early to rise, meditation, 20 minutes of movement to start your day. So since becoming a mom, I've realized time is not going to be the same as it was before. The first probably eight months, I was trying to live the same way I did before my son was born. That's really not a reality, though. You know, we, we don't have daycare, so I need to be at home with my son. I personally am not someone who likes to do in-home workouts, so I have to get him in when I can when I'm at the gym. So I've decided that for me, I need to get up around 5.30, which means I need to go to bed around 9.00. So I got to get up before my son and my husband gets up so I can have a little time for myself to meditate, do a little yoga, maybe have some coffee, read a book, um, whatever I need to do for myself. So that's something that has made been a huge learning experience, juggling this act of the first year. So I'm finally again feeling back to me. I'm about a little over a year postpartum now. You know, I won't say that I have the mom thing down yet, as he's changing every day. And I think that we're always new things that are going to come up when you're mom. So you're always learning on the job. So would I do it all again? That's a great question. I, right now, I'm not sure I can answer that. I go back and forth. Some days I'm like, yes, some days I'm no. One thing that I'm definitely scared of is, was it a postpartum depression? I don't know. It could have been. You know, I was Googling it. I know for sure I definitely had some baby blues in there. But that scares me more than anything is to go through that. I'm like, well, what if you don't come out of it? Um, And I know that that could be a scary, selfish reason, but that is something that's in the back of my head. And I'm sure it's for other women as well. Like just you have to think about those things. So that's what I think about too. Is it worth it? I mean, at this point, I would say yes, because I love my baby more than anything. Um, But one of the things that I think that we need to do more is discuss this process of being a new mom. So the only person I really discussed this with is, was my best friend because she's a mom. (laughs) She has a two-year-old. So she's been there. She's done that. And I just told her, I was like, I feel almost, I don't want to say bad, but I, you're putting yourself out there to be judged. Um, and I didn't want the judgment so much that first year. And I'm sure I probably will get judged for even sharing my opinions and what my story is now. But that's okay, because I want people to understand that everyone has a different story. Um, And pretending everything is great is really not helping anyone. You know, that's what I did. Um, You know, I would see posts from other moms who had little ones, and I would feel guilty. I felt so guilty that deep down I wasn't feeling that super happy, excited part that they did, or they they showed they did in the pictures. Um, You know, overall, I just want moms to feel that it's okay to talk about those hard things to each other without the judgment. You know, things, I don't want to say they will get better. Hopefully they will get better. But there's, I mean, again, there's no guarantee with anything. But things for myself have gotten better through, again, the Ayurveda, the fitness, you know, just changing those lifestyles, making time for me. Honestly, that's been my biggest thing. And that's one of the things that I know moms struggle with is taking time for themselves. That is something that I really want people to take away is you do need a little time for you. Like on Saturdays or Sundays, my husband will always be like, do you want to go to yoga? So that's my one day I get to go out and do yoga at a studio, which I cherish because it's yoga without being interrupted by a cat, a dog, my son crying, my husband, you know, saying, oh, I got to go to work. Can you watch Jalen? 
that's just life. You know, that happens when you're doing it at home. But when you go to the studio, you're just kind of there, you're present. Those little things, even if it's just an hour, make such a big difference. Um, So if you have that time, you know, trying not to feel guilt over that. And trust me, it does take practice. So I've personally known that I just actually left my son uh, for 10 days this last uh, beginning of March now. And I, I will say it was harder leaving him this time for sure. I cried. Um, I was at uh, Lori Harder's Bliss Project event this time. And, you know, I, I cried as I was sitting there every time. I might cry right now just thinking about it. But every time we were in a meditation because I missed my baby, I knew I needed that. It was amazing experience. I loved all the connections. Um, I loved seeing all the women and taking time for myself. Honestly, I feel like I've come back. I really it really broke me open in a good way while I was there. I'm coming back so much more grounded. I really want to just stay present in our daily activities with my son. Um, I have coming back more just aware of when I'm working versus when I'm with him. So I'm not trying to blur the two together anymore like I probably and was doing before I went. You know, I'm really trying to devote time to just work, just my son. So that's something that I've really came through with this um retreat with, you know, spending some time away makes me appreciate it that much more. Um, and I just, I really do encourage everyone take a little time for yourself every day, you know, whether it be taking a bath. I mean, it can be as simple as getting up an extra 10 minutes early to have coffee by yourself, you know, sitting in the dark at the kitchen table, just chilling out. You know, it doesn't have to be anything profound. It can be something that little, but just a little time for you. Um, and I, it will help. It will help your sanity so much. Um, I know that's helped mine is taking that time for you and knowing it's an adjustment. It is an adjustment. I'm still adjusting as he's getting older. Obviously, things change. And um, I'm just looking forward to seeing that journey and, you know, watching my you know little boy grow and change. And I'm here just to be his guide for this cr- crazy journey that we call life. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the Peaceful Power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.